my friends. I hope that you are having a lovely weekend. My weekend is a mix of working on finishing up a big project that I have been working on for a long time, getting some other new organization tasks done when I take a break, and throwing in some of my routine tasks, such as doing this podcast that I do every weekend. And we also made time to see one of my oldest friends and her husband to have a little fun at the casino. I love that I still have some friends that I have known and who have known me since I was little. There's a lot of history there in knowing exactly what someone else was like when they were 10 years old. It's really nice to get together and to have some fun when you have all of that history. Today, let's talk about something else kind of funny. Let's chat about the word get. I just think that this is a funny word. It's old, first of all. It's used in the Bible, meaning to beget child. It means to generate or create and used to be used more about having children. The prefix be usually is used to intensify the verb that follows it. So you might think of it to mean to really get or create in a strong, dramatic way. I like this word. It's short and it's just kind of quick. I want to talk about the idea that one thing gets another. This can be used in a lot of different ways, and I want to talk about how it can be used in positive ways, specifically to help you. First, let's just make sure that we have an understanding of what that phrase means. A while back, there was a movie with Helen Hunt and Kevin Spacey called Pay It Forward. Even if you aren't familiar with this movie, you are probably quite familiar with that phrase and that concept. It was based on the idea that one person does a random kind thing for a stranger. In the movie, Haley Joel Osment gets a school assignment to do one thing to change the world. He decides to pay it forward and do three random kindnesses to new people rather than to pay back kindnesses to people who have done things for him. It follows the idea that the kind acts will then be paid forward to multiply and to create something that can grow exponentially. Maybe you have even done something like this yourself. If you have ever paid for someone's order or coffee who is behind you in line at the drive-thru, or if you have bought your cashier a candy bar at the supermarket or helped someone out who is short from their order and paid for them. So I want to mention paying it forward to get a picture of what I mean by one thing gets another. In the case of paying it forward, one kind action to a stranger can beget another action done by that person to another stranger, which in theory would beget another again and so on and so on. If you understand the concept of paying a kindness forward, then you can get the concept of one thing begets another pretty easily. While it can bring something to your life to do kind things for others, and it can send a lot of good and positive vibes out there in the universe, I am not doing this podcast today to tell you to pay it forward. I bring that up just to make sure that we are all on the same page 
of understanding. Before we dive in to see how we can use this new phrase, one thing begets another, in a way that can help you personally. In the same way that pay it forward can grow and grow, as those good deeds reach more and more people who pass it on, this begets phrase, when used in your own life, can also grow and grow to expand to all of the aspects in your own life. Kind of the same passing it on idea, but passing it on to yourself over and over again. Okay, now I am hoping that by now, you are getting excited about this idea. We are going to dive in a little deeper with some examples. But the idea that you can start one little thing that leads to something else and ends up infiltrating all aspects of your life, I think is pretty fundamentally exciting. Let's talk about what this can look like in your life. Let's take my own weekend. I told you that I have this big project that I need to finish. When you have something that feels big and overwhelming and overdue, this project was supposed to be all finished about six months ago, but for one reason or another, some outside my control, it is just dragged out way past when I thought it would be done. When you have something like that, it feels like a big drag every time that I think about getting it done. In this case, I have told other people that I would get it done this weekend just to hold myself to task and get this thing finally done. But instead of making it now feel exciting to get to work on it, it just really feels all that much more dreadful to dive into. It feels big and overwhelming and like a big frog to eat. If you are familiar with the analogy of eating the frog first thing in the morning. What I have been trying to do is to plan and pack in some fun things into the weekend so that when it comes time to work, I am not feeling deprived of having some fun and I am not caught up in thoughts about all work and no play. However, I still do have that tendency that most of us can relate to in at least one area of our life, when it's time to work or exercise or clean or whatever it is for you, you like to put off until later, that we want to just dig in our heels and we don't feel like starting. The battles to start and be strong brings to mind a toddler who has just had it with the idea of having to do something that someone else wants them to do and just throws themselves on the ground and kicks and screams and cries. It's not pretty. So one thing begets another. Let's talk about one example of what it can look like in someone's life and then we can apply that to my weekend. I read a blog recently by someone about their exercise journey. She said that she noticed that she just never wanted to do the morning exercise that she planned for herself. But she did notice that she was willing to do a 30-minute walk instead. That walk always tended to influence 
what she ate for breakfast. After walking, she wanted to make sure that she had a healthy breakfast. And that breakfast, and having made a healthy choice to start the day, put her in a good mood, and she tended to smile more. She noticed the difference in her relationships with her family and less disagreements with her husband. She then noticed a ripple effect in her family in their moods. So this all through the family mood boost ended up leading to an organizational push and they started cleaning out old closets and the food pantry and on and on as it spread to other areas of their home life, such as a more organized pantry, which led to shopping differently to buy and organize more healthy food choices. So let's bring it back to my weekend. Here I am finishing up this podcast episode, and the next thing on my task list is some work time for, you know, that project. I am thinking about this principle so that I can apply it to this situation. I could very easily, looking at my past behavior with this, come up with lots of reasons why there are other things that I need to do first. Instead of getting to work on that, I could food prep my food for the week because right now that is the area of my life that I am putting that 100% energy into. I could start to put the wood up in the hallway closet because we are building some shelves in that closet this week and we really need to make more space for our food pantry items. I could very easily talk myself into why it is more important to get that done right away so that my wife can start organizing the new system where everything will go. I also have some homework to grade for two classes and an assignment and a PowerPoint to get ready for Wednesday, as well as a PowerPoint that I need ready for Thursday of work. Filling my time would not be a problem, and I can get myself to believe that those things are more time-sensitive, so they should get done so that I can have an organized week. And that brings me back to the fact that I told people that this project would get turned in tomorrow because I know myself. I don't want to get it done for tomorrow now that it's the day before. I want to put it off because it feels so big in my mind. So let's look at where we can use one thing to beget another thing. Because what I really want to affect here is getting to the end of this project so that I get to feel some of the time freedom and brain space freedom on the other side, where getting this thing done isn't always taking up just a little bit of my focus. One thing that I am willing to do, get dressed and get ready. Okay, that I can do. I am going to drive myself over to Panera Bread because it's big and it's not far away. I can plug in my computer and get a coffee. I can put on my headphones and I can find some focus music that I like. That's one thing that I can do 
that I am really counting on to get another thing. It's really important that I get myself in that space, that I don't then sit there and research vacation rentals or do some brain games. My focus has to be limited there. So I already did my brain games this morning. I do them every morning. So those are out of the way. No temptation there. And as far as Googling other things, I am just not going to allow that in that environment. If I am going to go through the trouble of leaving the house, then my rule is to work on this project only. It's tempting to just put on my headphones here at home and just skip the ride over, skip purchasing a coffee. I could even skip getting dressed right now if I wanted to. But I don't have the same constraints on my focus at home as I'm hoping that going out to a coffee shop can work for me. If I practice, which you already know is one of my favorite tools to use, practice creating a relationship between being in that environment of a coffee shop and getting work done, then I am working on building that relationship for future work. If I set myself up at a coffee shop, then I will get tasks done and crossed off. The more that I practice and strengthen that relationship, the more successful I will be every time that I sit down in a coffee shop to work. It makes me think of a study that I learned about in one of my graduate classes. The study had proved that students who had read and studied for an exam to particular music actually did far better on the exam if they could take the exam listening to the same music that they studied with. The music brought them back to the same environment and it helped them to recall what they read and studied. It makes me think of that because I am basing my plan on always working in the same environment and to the same music to maintain that same result of getting work done, even when it's not the same topics or the exact same type of work. So even though I am not eating that frog first thing in the morning, I have already put it off to work on this podcast. I am going to be using the fact that I finished one task and take that feeling and get myself dressed and in the environment to work on the project. My plan is that I will get some tasks for the project off of my list enough to be able to finish it up tomorrow, working in the same way. And that the momentum from sending that in completed can then branch out into the other tasks that I want to complete when I get home. I can get that shelving unit done, the food pantry reorganized, and I have already pictured doing all of that with the much lighter feeling of having gotten this big project out of the way, which right now is one of the nicest things that I can do for myself. And then let's picture how this can branch out from there. Once this project is done, and then the hallway closet, and then it's completing those other tasks that I had said, 
the homework and the PowerPoints, I am going to be feeling better and will most likely be in a better mood, smiling more, feeling more accomplished. Then it's on to the next organization task in my house. My word for this year is organization. So it's practice and master, practice and master, feeling more confident and accomplished as I go. I have a lot of different areas that I want to get organized this year. And as that gets rolling, I can build some momentum that feels good. And then on to the next project thoughts and begin feeling a little bit more exciting as I complete one more and start getting a sense of how much I can actually get done over a year's time. I am hoping by this point, you are already beginning to picture how you can use this for yourself. I know that we have talked about baby steps before, but I love adding this idea of each small step in one area can branch out to other areas of your life until instead of feeling overwhelmed, you can begin feeling the abundance as it all flows from one thing to another. I love picturing this as a physical manifestation as each area grows. It starts to look like you gaining so much abundance in your life that you end up looking like the violet character in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory who turns into a blueberry and who is ready to pop. I think that we all deserve to live a life that feels abundant like that. And the way to begin is to figure out how you can give yourself the gift of doing those hard things that you don't want to do and realizing that that is not the same as not wanting to do it. Those are tasks that you really do want to do. You just don't feel like doing the work, but you do want to be at a point where you did them and they are done. So one thing gets another. Figure out what it is that you are willing to do that will beget the next step and so on and so on. Let me know how this works out for you. Have a great week.